Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. going on my friends beautiful people powerful people brian hardy here coming to you with another edition of redefining reality i'm your host and holistic nutritionist wellness coach explorer of all things feel good and heal and expand and grow and get better and improve your performance that's what my life is about and that's what i like to talk about with my friends and guests on this podcast and you probably already know that because you're here. So I thank you for tuning in. This week we've got a great one. We've got Noemi Renaud. And Noemi is a very lovely lady, a very smart lady, a very connected and spiritual and um, passionate and driven individual who is a complex human, a complex human. And a really great example, I think, for a lot of people, and because she's, she's, you'll hear in her story, you know, she's been in the highs, she's been in the lows, and she's walked around with the appearance of luxury and so forth for a lot of her life, that people put you in a box, right? People see you, and with one glance, they put you in a box. And uh, getting to know her on a deeper level and getting to understand where she's come from and what she's been through... Um, was really insightful for me, was really profound for me, um, and was just a great experience because she's such a loving individual, such a generous woman um, with a lot of gifts and a lot to give. And so I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast episode, this conversation, this wide-ranging conversation. But uh, before we get into that, I want to mention a couple quick sponsors. Number one, Perfect Keto. You know what Perfect Keto is. They make all the best ketone and uh, ketogenic diet enhancing supplements exogenous ketones are a favorite of mine um, you know they get in there they get in the cells they upregulate the energy production they keep you satiated and energized and focused and feeling good and who doesn't want that and if you go through the link on my page you can access their shop and uh they just have this new keto nut butter which is pretty insanely delicious i must say it's a macadamia mct cashew nut butter and that shit is crack so get yourself some of that and uh thank me later or don't if you eat an entire jar and you feel bad afterwards it's not my fault i don't control what goes in your mouth anyways Next up is Vitaging. These are my friends that provide the very best in dual extracted Chinese herbs, tonic herbs, and medicinal mushrooms. I have been really loving their cat's claw as of late as I continue to heal my knee, um, as well as for its antiviral activity. Um, I'm learning more and more with Dr. Drake about the viral component to all illnesses or most illnesses. And it is profound when we recognize just how deep it goes in terms of how viruses are connected to what ails us. And there's a lot of great antiviral herbs, 
um, medicinal mushrooms that can bolster immunity and modulate your immune response to better deal with viruses and pathogens of all kinds. And so I'm really loving their stuff. Like I said, the cat's claw is a is staple. The milk thistle for the liver is a staple. Um, the reishi is a staple. So, so many good things. So pop on over to their website through the show notes. Everything that I'm talking about, you'll find at brianhardy.ca forward slash noemi, which is N-O-H-E-M-I-E. And that's where you'll find everything that we mention, all of the uh, books and recommendations and supplements and things like that. You'll find them over there. And last but not least, we've got Amazon and Audible. Audible. I mean, how many times do I have to say it? Audiobooks can transform lives. And they can transform dull, boring, time-wasted driving or shopping or whatever you have to do into a educational or inspirational experience. And the latest book that I really, really dug on Audible was Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Definitely check that out, especially if you're a young man. Check that book out. Give it a listen. Give it a read and let it soak in because there's some powerful wisdom coming through that man that all of us could benefit from. And then Amazon is just simply, if you're going to shop at Amazon, do you might do me a favor, please and thank you, and just click the button on my page. And that'll bring you right to Amazon. And you're not going to pay anything extra. It doesn't cost you anything. And uh, what it does is it just diverts a small amount of Amazon's earnings into the bank account of yours truly. And that is super, super appreciated and helpful for this podcast and for my work, keeping things rolling. And uh, if you take the time to do that, I would be very grateful. So without further ado, this podcast, we went about an hour and a half. It's a bit lengthier, but it's rich. And if you want to see the video of when we live streamed this on Facebook, you can do so via the show notes. I'll put the link to the live stream in there. And uh, otherwise, you know, sit back, relax, take some notes, and know that, you know, there's a lot that you can do to rebuild your brain, to prioritize self-care, and to simplify your life. That's one of the, the themes that came through in our podcast was, okay, we need to heal ourselves, renew ourselves, and one of the best ways to do that is to do less and to get real simple, and to just accept being a human being. And uh, it's not easy to do in the modern world, but I implore you to try. Do your best. And hopefully this podcast will give you some inspiration to move in that direction. Thank you so much for all that you do, for your listenership, for your sharing. It means a lot to me. It really does. You know, we're coming up on, I think, 60 episodes here. And it's a lot of work. And it's been an amazing journey, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But to get these messages out to more people, you know, makes that work feel a little bit more worthwhile. That's all I'm saying. So please share. If you if you know somebody that would resonate, please share. Send them this podcast and uh, let us know what you think about it. Interact with us, Facebook, Instagram. Get at me. And for those of you that are struggling with chronic health conditions and need some assistance, need some guidance, please know that I always offer 
free 30-minute consultations. We can hop on the phone. We can talk about what's going on in your health journey and uh, see if I might be able to assist you or at least offer some perspective or maybe refer you to someone who can assist you because that's the whole deal, right? Integrated health and wellness, feeling good and living long is, uh, is my mission. And it's the medicine that I offer and that I bring to this world. So I'd love to serve you in that capacity. Again, you can book through my website, brianhardy.ca. And until next time, enjoy this episode with the lovely Noemi Renaud. Thank you for being open and for having this space to host us in. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm Me excited because I, I know you're a very multi-dimensional human being with a diverse and rich history mm. of experiences and learning and sharing. Um, and so I'm hoping to explore a bunch of that today yeah. and sort of take us where the muse will take us. Yeah. Um, and talk about a little a little bit about the some of the experiences that you had been going through recently and sort of the the shifting of gears and just new transitions and all of that and it being springtime you know the perfect time for renewal yeah. rebirth all those types of things um so yeah thank you thank you for having me it's an honor really i was looking forward to it as well okay yeah. i'm glad mm -hmm. i'm glad um, and I like to start sort of at the start, if we could, yeah. Um, because I think you know, the way we grow up is so impactful on who we become and the direction we take. Indeed. And so I would love to get an idea about you know what did childhood look like for you, or what did your formative years look like? Like what were you doing? Where were you living? Paint mm -hmm. us that picture, if you could. It's interesting. I just got emotional um, because you were saying that. And I was thinking about my son, and it is those years, those first, you know, 10, 15 years are so important. Uh, and yet there's a lot of modalities to transform them if they were not, you know, uh, very um, positive or... But so I was uh, born, I'm born next to Switzerland in France. Mm. But very early on, we moved to the south of France. I was not even one when we moved to south of France. And so I was raised by the Mediterranean Sea, and um, it sounds very luxurious, but actually I come from very, very humble beginnings. And uh, we lived, when, I, when we lived with my dad, when my parents were still together, we were in the ghettos of south of France. Mm. So not by the beach, you know, but just a little further in, in those like huge uh, projects kind of uh, buildings, you know, mm -hmm. where there was a lot of crimes and a lot of poverty, um, a lot of immigrants from um, the north of Africa, you know. Mm. So um, it was tough, it was very tough. And I don't, I remember more today of these years because I've worked hard on remembering, but I had completely blocked it out for the longest time until my parents um, my parents separated I was seven and then my mom moved us in a better neighborhood by the water uh, but still very very poor mm. um, my mom was working all the time so I knew um, the female figure, you know, the mother figure uh, for me was a hardworking one, right? It was struggling and hardworking. Mm -hmm. And um, and she remarried. She remarried with a man uh, uh, that was a philosopher. 
And so he was a teacher at university and uh, had a day job as well, but was obsessed with philosophy. Mm. And um, my dad was more uh, physically abusive, and this man was mentally abusive, if I, if I would say it like that. And mm. he, was, um, he asked of us and asked of my mom things that were very extreme in the mental realm. As far as like he loved, I was still very young, but he loved to have long philosophical debate at night. Mm. And um, uh, he cut out, like in my, for me personally, I was the only girl, I have three brothers. Uh, he cut me out from wearing anything that was fashionable. I couldn't, I like, he, I remember one day he said, choose what you really don't like, we're gonna get rid of it. He actually made me wear this every single day repeatedly. Like he didn't want me to be on focus on the outside. This is too much, right? I understand his his uh, his thing, but um, it had a huge impact on me for sure because I was I was starting to plan doing things behind his back, you know. And I was actually more obsessed about the looks, and mm. you know I couldn't talk to boys, and I had a specific amount of time before coming home. Like he was waiting on the balcony, calculating the time from school to home, mm. and all my friends were at the beach having fun and ce uh, celebrating life, and I had to read Platon. Goethe, Freud, um, Krishnamurti, like all the, yeah, I was, <laughs> wow. and then I had to give essays on it. <laughs> on top and of schoolwork, that's just yeah. like your homework from home. Correct, yeah, oh and gosh. if I would, um, I remember telling him what I understood of the book, and if it wasn't up to par, I would have to go back and read it again. But we're talking about books. You know those books. Like, yeah. It's just so crazy. Like philosophical tomes That's for it. Like university students. Correct. Yeah. And wow. um, so, but I learned to appreciate it. And I fell deeply in love with reading books. For sure. They were my escape. I had no, nowhere else. Mm. And the house was not very fun. It was only fun. Like they were very big... Um, I owe my musical culture to my parents. They're very big on music, very big on art, and they would invite all kinds of people, um, musicians at night, and they were smoking weed. You know, they were actually growing weed on my balcony, <laughs> the balcony <laughs> of my bedroom. And, um, and then I was like, oh wow, my parents actually are fun and they're coming alive, but it was at night. So it really actually gave birth to a profound desire to living at night because mm. I was like that's when it's fun you know mm -hmm. but during the day it was uh, quiet cold there was no I love you uh, there was no hugs there was no um, they didn't have my back either like it was like all it was very very rigid you mm. know and then at night it was like oh yeah of course you know and all of that yeah and then uh, one day they took a trip to Montreal which is where my mom is from Okay. So my mom is half native, Mohawk, and uh, from Montreal, and um, he fell in love with it, and they chose to move us and everybody to immigrate to Montreal. And that was, uh, we were excited for like me and my brothers, I remember like it was a thrill. Um, and I hadn't spoken to my dad in years at that point and two of my other brothers were with my dad my younger brothers were with my dad mm. and um, and yeah we arrived in Montreal and so the structure of Quebec 
versus France is night and day, right? In the language, in the rules, uh, in the schooling, like big, big difference. And my parents had saved money to put me in a private college, but very soon they didn't have the money anymore to keep me in there, so they put me in public school. Mm. And it's like when all hell broke, broke loose, like it was just insane for me. Um, like the amount of disrespect to the teachers and in between uh, students and all, and I wanted out. I didn't want to mm. be a part of that. Like it was just crazy. It's just Montreal crazy. Montreal public high school. Oh yeah, my God. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what, yeah. was that just like par for the course, or just the particular school you were at, or was it just like a rough neighborhood? Or like it was, was a rough on? neighborhood, I think. Yeah. And so, and by then, my they were separating. My mom and my stepdad were separating, and so my mom was by herself dealing with two teenagers, and to, um, I don't know how to say that, but in honor of my mom, like I was not easy. Like I was not an easy child. I was a big rebel, mm. and uh, pushing the boundaries constantly. And um, I wanted to be free of the house and the schooling and just free you know mm. and so I left my mom's home at 15 wow. and uh, went on to work and I dived into the after hours world very um, very quickly yeah. <laughs> and I didn't look 15 <laughs> that's the thing mm. I looked like 20 22 and um, drugs and alcohol and um, music, a lot of house music. Like I, I befriended all the DJs, the club owners. They took me under their wing, and um, and yes, yeah, so I was bartending and partying constantly, like nonstop. Mm. And uh, but yeah, I was raised in after hours basically until uh, when I was 19 years old. I met uh, my first love. Basically, he was a music producer, house music producer, and uh, was building a club in Montreal. Uh, stereo, actually the Stereo Club, I don't know if mm. you know. Um, and we got into an eight-year relationship of it was crazy. We traveled the world and did a lot of drugs, a lot of fighting, a lot of disrespect, a lot of drama. Mm. Yeah, lots and lots of drama. And when uh, something that I didn't mention, but that's quite important, is that my from five till eleven, I was doing ballet and jazz obsessively mm. and I was in a school where you go to school uh, in the morning and then in the afternoon you just do professional you practice but then I hurt my foot at 11 years old and um, couldn't dance anymore and so I went into acting I went into theater and that's kind of like all during my teens and my 20s that's what kept me grounded in some ways that I was fully self-expressed in my art mm. um, but I thought I was doing this seriously meanwhile my partying was a lot more serious <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I was auditioning acting taking big uh, classes being trained I was Meisner cha uh, trained which is one technique of acting mm and, uh, but it was constantly breaking up, leaving, coming back, traveling, partying, coming, like, it was constant up and down. Mm -hmm. So like no, no stability. Zero. And to the point that I realized much later on that I've built deep, deep neural pathways of drama. 
uh, and so I became physically addicted to the drama, mm. uh, to the ups and downs, to the thrill, and then the not knowing and the fight or flight, uh, the the aspect of being in fight or flight, you know, mm-hmm. and then of being this sensation of ecstasy that everything is just epic, and then uh, being fulfilled in the art, and then you know partying, and then being really loved, and then hated, and then you know that whole those things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I broke up with um, my, my former boyfriend and met right away my ex-husband now, but what what to become my husband? Mm-hmm. And he literally um, came on a white horse and saved me from kind of that life. Mm. But little did I know is that I was addicted to that life and uh, to the drama. So I was so used to fighting and uh, living life fully and um, being like, my EQ at that point was zero. (laughs) But yet my instrument, like, you know, as a performer, my instrument was my body. So it was my, I was trained to use my body to live the range of emotions fully on all categories, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and I try to, I try to live a perfect life. I wanted to build an empire and build a family. And um, he was what I thought to be an extraordinary human being, very much in love with me. I was in love with him. And but the past creeped up very quickly, mm. and I just wanted some action, you know. And so I, I still was act. I, I moved to Toronto. He's he's from. He was from Toronto. So mm. at that point, that was eleven years ago. And uh, I was still auditioning, and we were living the life, you know, like a big life mm-hmm. where everything was taken care of. And yet I realized quickly that I was spiritually bankrupt. And I hit rock bottom with him pretty quickly. And I just had no idea, even though um, when I was 16 years old, I was asked to write a script. and. Uh, I'll remember forever and when I put pen to paper that day to write that script I had a channeling experience Mm. where I wrote a movie on past lives which I knew nothing about like I had zero I had a lot of philosophical and theoretical and like very uh, brain knowledge Mm -hmm. but I had zero spiritual uh, uh, knowledge my mom raised me atheist Um, so, but I down, I downloaded all about past life, all about reincarnation, uh, and I created this amazing script. And so, uh, the quantum field, so I really entered the quantum field and I mm-hmm. started studying that and I really like, I could actually, uh, scientifically back up my writing, what I had mm. written about. I was like, oh my God, it actually, it's a study and it's real and it's scientists are onto this and yeah. So that was, uh, there was already something like there, but it's only when I was with my ex-husband that I was like, oh, I'm very hungry for this. And I know that there's another world out there, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not experiencing that world in this life. It's very um, regular, like ordinary way of living for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wanted to work on our relationship and I wanted to work on myself. And yet uh, I still crave the party um and um yeah is that so okay so far? yeah i mean it's fascinating it's yeah. fascinating um to see sort of you know to have that rigorous 
philosophical and performance grounding mm-hmm. and then sort of catapult that out to okay but now there's this this other whole side this spiritual side yeah right which is the context that i know you better from yes. right is through mm-hmm. those events and through mm-hmm. that community mm-hmm. um and so it's cool to be able to tie the pieces together and just in our conversations you know before this you're talking about like you know being like overworking ourselves and just like push 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 and just um ending up in that in that state of burnout or you know depletion yeah right um which it makes sense if that was instilled in you that you have to work so freaking hard as a kid you can't just play never you can't enough. just relax never enough yeah that's it yeah and and it always amazes me how how well you know humans will internalize that and then they are their own you know taskmaster right we are so hard on ourselves it's never enough you got to do more you got to be better you got to be perfect whatever it is um but you mentioned in there about you know the neural pathways for addiction or for drama and how you'd become addicted to that i'd love to dive deeper into that and and sort of just lay out um like the physiology and the psychology because i imagine people listening and watching will be able to relate right um, we we yeah. find ourselves doing things that consciously we think we, we know we don't want to be doing. Yeah. But there's something that pulls us back. Absolutely. There's the craving. Mm. The craving is very strong. You know, there's ever, like I studied further, uh, especially in the last three, four years. Uh, I would say I have a PhD now in quantum physics and personal transformation and all of that, all from my own. I don't learn well on a chair in front of a teacher (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a long period of time so it's all self-thought with books and and I did have mentors and teachers Mm -hmm. so I learned aversion and I learned uh, triggers and I learned cravings and um, uh, what's mind-fucking if I can say that it's mind-boggling right is that I was self-medicated my whole life and I knew um, that considering the traumas and the, the, the hurtful past that I've had, it was only if I were to dwell on it or think about it that I would like um, rewire my brain in that specific way, you know, and so the, the new pathway gets digged deeper into this, right? Mm-hmm. So I really thought I was cool because I dealt with those and it's done and I don't really think about those. And I focus on the positive, and I'm a positive person, you know, and I surround myself with beautiful people. But um, actually, it's all an illusion. I just realized mm. lately that still deep inside, it's that I'm not enough, and that um, that addict in me is still getting a fix mm. by being on and on and on all the time, on, on, on. Even in my meditation, my meditations are so freaking epic that I'm still getting a fix. I'm not calm. I'm not at ground zero. Mm. I still, my connection with the divine, you know, it's like, so I'm, my serotonin and my dopamine are still like, wee, you know? So even that, like my, one of my mentors was like, Noemi, you're getting high on God. Mm. You're totally getting high on God. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought it was like, you know, it, and, it's, uh, and it's only lately where my body collapsed. Mm. It took for my body to collapse to say, okay, Noemi, you have been performing even during your drama time. 
and now in your spiritual quest they're the same chemically in your body your nervous system is taking it on the same mm. you know so it's like stop just stop you know mm. uh, yeah and what is that what is that um, stopping been like uh, it's still so fresh right so mm. it was just three weeks ago so three days after the Rose of Jericho the event mm-hmm. I had my first nervous breakdown which looked like another dramatic episode of Noemi so I didn't make too much of it mm-hmm. uh, but there was a panic like so it's a massive panic attack mm-hmm. and it seems like the world is crumbling mm-hmm. and that I'm gonna die basically mm-hmm. um, and since I don't, even though I worked, I worked in clinics for many years, and I worked with doctors uh, because of all my knowledge in in the in the field of healing and all of that. But um, I don't trust doctors, mm. so I don't go to doctors for me. So my go-to is inward is going to be my girlfriends. I'm going to talk about it with my girlfriends, which they're not necessarily trained. Some are trained, uh, but they, you know they're just listening. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so I didn't go to doctors. I didn't go, you know, I, I went in, in, inward and I judged it. I felt a lot of shame. Mm. How can I let my emotions get the best of me again? After all this training, you know, I feel very, very, and I certainly don't want to make it public. That's why today talking with you is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm literally saying to the world that, yeah, I've, I've collapsed, you know. And... Um, Code red. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how we called it. It was like, okay, uh, I can as well, you know, um, everything that I've been preaching, I didn't necessarily feel it in my bones, you know, for myself in my life. Mm. And I practiced it, practiced it like on and off. But anyhow, and um, and then uh, a week and a half later, I had another one, so another nervous breakdown where at that moment. Uh, it was life-threatening to to me, mm. where I wanted to harm myself. Like I no longer wanted to feel this pain or this uh, hopelessness, mm. and uh, that was very scary. So and so going down to zero looked like uh, death to me. Mm. Um, and. What scared me the most is that during that period between one nervous breakdown to the other, I felt uh, nothing. Mm, Just numb. Just numb, like a walking zombie. And for someone like me, it is the scariest place to be in. Like scary, scary. So even towards my son, my friends, uh, my biggest passion, which is transformation, events, music, like... At the Rose of Jericho, which was starting, I was not even dancing. Mm. How can that be? Like for me, like when I listen to music, especially the kind of music I was playing, it's uh, and there was this like uh, just complete nothingness, you know. Mm. Um, and that I realized that I experienced a um, so I died. And then I really needed to look at life in a completely different way of stop the grand, the grand projects and then 
to simplify, 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 mm-hmm. simplify, simplify. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. For it's, someone like me, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, someone like you, I've experienced similar things. And I think our culture, because we so so thoroughly praise achievement and, uh, you know, maximizing your potential, get the yeah. most out of yourself, make the most. And now you have Instagram culture with memes, all these entrepreneurship memes, like... I mean, the message is it's always, you know, you're either go, not doing go, enough, yeah. go harder, sleep less, work harder, you know, it'll all be worth it once you have your millions of dollars or whatever it is. And I think so many of us are seeing through the illusion that that is, right? It's like, sure, you want to have, you know, a fulfilling passion or some work, you need to make money, you need to survive, you need to live, it's great to give back. But at a certain point, how can we just be human? What does it even mean? to just be human in today's age. It's something I've struggled with a lot. And I think my quote unquote nervous breakdown or my last real season of really hard uh, inward looking was last summer, Mm -hmm. which ended up having me at a week long uh, retreat for initiation. It was called the Vision Initiation Path Gatherings. So we were doing sweat lodges every single day. We were doing uh, community fires, getting teachings from, it was Lakota, native uh, spirituality. And that for me, to to help recontextualize how I had taken on all of this culture's values and then was, uh, then, you know, comparing myself and judging myself for not not living up to certain ones. and I, I just, it's so, it's so difficult. And I don't even know how kids that are growing up now with Instagram culture and that like instantaneous access to comparison, what that's doing to their little brains. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine anything good. Um, well, everything is good. That's what I'm learning right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is quite a process. And I'll talk mm. further about it further yeah, on. Yeah. But everything is just perfect. You know, even if it's when you can dysfunctional, the duality. it's exactly. Okay. It's like we're nailing it at dysfunctionality, at being dysfunctional right now as a society, like all mm. across the board. But it's right. We're doing that right. <laughs> you know, there's mm. not, there's nothing wrong with it. Right? It's the whole thing. Well, yeah. yeah and yeah. I mean, I was raised, unlike having an atheistic upbringing, I was raised in the church. So oh. everything in my brain is moralistic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't mean to say that it's good or bad. No, no, no. But, I get it. Yeah. Um, maybe I, I see it more as like, okay, is this useful? Is this resourceful for creating human uh, wellness? Right. True integrated wellness, like health, vibrancy, community, all yeah. these types of things. Right. Um, and I wanted I wanted to pull back and, and go a little bit deeper into this whole uh, addicted to states and addicted to patterns. Um, a great book you might be familiar with, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It's a Bible to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I've studied the book, not read the book, but studied the book, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a huge so, Yeah, I got that one on audio, I think, a year and a half ago. Mm. And then I recorded myself. And so for people listening, the premise of this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. So good. Like a must. Mm-hmm. The premise is just that we become addicted to who we've been. Um, and that, that that's not really necessarily the true us. But we can go in and rewire ourselves and recreate ourselves to be more in alignment with whatever it is, right? So if we want to have more fulfillment, if we want to have less inner judgment, you know, whatever it is. You can go in and do that work by yourself um, or with a professional if you choose to. But 
it gives you the tools and the meditations at the end of the book. So good. To be able to do that yourself. Um, it's a lengthy meditation and it requires consistency and discipline, which is something that doesn't necessarily come easy to me. The consistency aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I struggled. I mean, Joe, Joe Dispenza is what a, what a modern magician. You know, he literally, practicing on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. His, his, uh, his practice and his, his routine uh, will uh, transform uh, your DNA your, at the cellular level, you know. It's just you got to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I had a similar experience yeah. where I recorded myself walking myself through it yeah. so I could just listen to that in the mornings. Um, but I skipped most of the induction phase, so just mm. went straight to the actual like changing it up phase. Yeah, which probably isn't as effective, no. right? <laughs> but it did have some good effects, and I did notice that on the days when I was doing it, or the periods when I was doing it consistently, that it gave me a bit more uh, space. I was just gonna say, well, especially that meditation, but it's all of a sudden the plate gets broader. And there's more room to breathe, and the day just like, you know, yeah, it's a di- different days for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the coolest experiences I had with that book and that recording was I was living in Mississauga at the time, and there was a conservation area, Riverwood Conservation Area. Beautiful, beautiful area if you're ever in Mississauga. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The, the Credit River runs through, and there's wildlife and birds and deer, and like it's mm. the first time I went there, I saw four deer just hanging out and the next time I went there which is when I was listening to this and this was I was in a very dark place so this was like my refuge was like early morning escapes to the forest Um, yeah the forest has always been my like I wouldn't be alive I don't think Mm. if I didn't have like forests to escape to Mm -hmm. but I was there and I was listening to it and at the end of the meditation he says okay now ask for a sign that will come right right, 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 so I, I put that out there and right as I put that out there a bird lands on my finger as I'm meditating. And it freaked me out because I was like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? So I opened my eyes That's and hilarious. it flew away. But like, it was it was very magical. Oh, no very kidding. Magical. It's real. It's the real. I mean, it's no longer a question of belief. You know, it's just everything is now uh, for the non-believers and the, the, the scientific brains out there like this just so much data to prove all of the above you know the quantum mm-hmm. field and that uh, how we're all so connected mm-hmm. to everything you know um, and how um, neuroplasticity is a thing is for real is really words are things and thoughts are things and um, you can build a new completely new brain out of um, taking the time to do it over and over and over and over and really you know the the induction so the the meditation of Joe Dispenza starts with really being present with your body Mm. which is it, it triggered me at the beginning because that's the last thing actually that I would care for I always cared for my mind my emotions and my spirituality Mm. The body is like, it'll just go with it, you know, just mm. follow through. So for me to be present with my body was quite an exercise when I first started that. But what happens, what I learned, what I was taught is that 
the moment that you focus on your body sensation not your feelings which is emotions mm. the emotion is not real it's completely made up you know time space and emotions are something that's created by the human brain um, but the body sensation is real but mm. so the moment that you focus on your body sensation and where it's at in the space the ego cannot uh, exist in the at that moment in time so it's either your mm -hmm. higher self or your ego those two cannot cohabitate cannot be in your reality at the same time so it's either mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. most of the time the ego is running the show mm -hmm. but when we're focused on our body the ego checks out higher self comes in right away mm -hmm. so that's why it's like the more we're present with our body it uh, the more we're walking into our higher purpose, our higher self, mm. like what we're really meant to be here. It makes a lot of sense too, and I think that's why, um, you know, yoga yeah. is structured the way it is, yeah. right? with the first step or the first limb of yoga being asana, right, being posture and breathing, right, all these ways to get us into the body, right? Um, and it always amazes me that the people I meet who seem the most uh, you know, spiritually connected and soulful, the warmest people, the most, the people that give the best hugs are either yogis or performers mm. or athletes or someone, right? Someone who spent a lot of time and a lot of and effort developing the body, right? Really honing it, training it, uh, um, mastering it, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's where, you know, uh, when you were talking before, that's why I got you, you didn't see it, but I got all teared up when you mentioned being a human being, what mm. it is to be a human being, you know. We are, like, even though I say we, but I'm going to speak for myself, you know, the, the, the longing for the fifth dimension and, like, entering that world and all of the above, I have chosen to be a human being. I am, I do exist in this third dimension mm. and it's made out of this body here and then you and then, you know, all of this physical thing. And after my breakdown of three weeks ago, that's what I came, I was like, I want to be a human. Mm. I, I like, I just so grounded, right? And, and the Jesus came a lot in my thoughts for some reason, like I wanted to live a life of simple as the life of Jesus. He's a great master for me and great mentor. Like he shows up a lot in my life, not mm. in a religious way at all, mm -hmm. but uh, just in the way he was such a, a simple man, you know, and troubled as well. I know that he had a tr troubled childhood. He was temperamental and, you know, he tried to push boundaries as well. But um, he was very much living in a human experience, a human life, mm. you know, and the brotherhood and the sisterhood and what it is to really just having a simple conversation instead of constantly, like, I felt like I've been on a 38 years of quest of proving myself that I'm, mm. that I can think, you know, I think so, therefore I am, you know, I'm like, chill, just mm. chill. <laughs> and I want to be able to have my soul connect with other people's soul in whatever realm and other dimension on their own. I don't need to trigger it anymore. I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, f easily with grace and no, yeah. Not yeah. forcing things. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
and just living my life in the most simple way calm mm. peaceful yeah I'm seeing I mean I'm right there with you I'm right there with you and it was my time in Peru that gave me a taste of that a real taste I mean I had tasted it in for like week long periods I guess the first was when I went to Dominican Republic and did a volunteer trip with yeah. a church group in the last year of high school right so we were literally doing construction work for a week and it was like the happiest week of my life it was amazing I was uh -huh. I was literally like eight hours a day in the hot sun wheelbarrowing cement around this neighborhood and it was so fulfilling to be around people and to be contributing to something and to be eating together and singing together and like new environments Being and physically, in that. physically active um, and then seeing people who are so uh, thankful for the little things like the little toys that we brought or the little candies we brought to give the kids and to play with the kids it was like oh my god like the, what do we have back home it was the first time i had that contrast right of like the developing world versus you know developed quote-unquote world mm -hmm. and saw the emptiness of all of this stuff right so i'm right there with you and I, I see more and more of our friends and people that i run into that are like really desiring simplicity really desiring yeah. connection to community to nature to either growing their own food or farming or whatever it is, like any of those things that can ground us, right? Which in this time of expansion and technology and you know soon we're gonna have 5G networks all throughout these cities, our, our bodies just can't handle it. No. The, the vibration is too high, yeah. it's too stimulating, yeah. right? Like the brain, we're talking about the brain, the brain likes to be at like you know 10 hertz, five hertz, like super low sub-bass frequencies. And we've got these millions and billions of hertz devices, you know, pinging us from every yeah. corner. And I wonder what, if you could paint sort of like, you know, your ideal picture of, of the future of wellness or the future of how humans can live, like what would be present in that? Okay. <laughs> no limitations. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I'm, I'm a big fan, to not say that I have a huge crush, but on Elon Musk, Elon, and, mm. um, and he, I've listened a lot to his, um, uh, how do you say when you see the... Uh, Visionary? Well, his vision and his um, forecast, his forecast of the future. Prophesy. Right. And um, it's, you know, everything's going to be AI and that's fine. Uh, I have no panic like or concern around that at all on the contrary um i am a, i'm a i'm a big uh, advocate as well for um universal basic income mm. so i so people are going to not work you know most of the things are going to be all done by artificial intelligence things are going to be a lot cheaper and um so i would see yeah that people have uh, a basic income the monetary system that as we know it is transforming already like it's mm -hmm. right before our eyes mm -hmm. so uh, it's a digital money and uh, it can be printed as much as we want and everyone can have a nice stack to have that survival fight-or-flight way of being completely gone mm -hmm. and for people to really be um, waking up in the morning and saying what is it that I want to do today what my what does my heart long for 
mm. and to be uh, only fulfilling on their purpose. And the thing is that the human, the human race being on the planet Earth, our purpose was never to be enslaved in this monetary system to begin with. So it's the biggest lie that we have to work for money. Mm. You know, I really strongly believe like what a fraud that we are to believe that, you know, and to still day to day, like I got to work to pay bills and then go to bed and then wake up in the morning and go to work and pay bills. And most of our people don't love what they do. So the resentment that coexists in our cells and in our DNA, mm. and we're half dead already, you know. Meanwhile, if we were to actually do what our, long, our heart longs for, we, it would only be to, at service to one another. If, if, like I take myself, if I don't have that survival, I gotta pay my bills, and I gotta succeed in me, all I wanna do is things that are actually at service to one another. And they're gorgeous and they're powerful and it fulfills me so much. Mm. So that's really when we're gonna like, boom. You know, so I really see that, that uh, everyone, yeah, goes back to gardening. They say like now we're doing like all the um, vertical farming mm. in, in, the, in those containers, you know? And mm -hmm. so it's acres and acres in one container of organic farming. So the farming as we know it is no longer going to be the way like the way it is and the monetary system and really people to be fully into their art. Everyone has that artist in them, you know, of creating and in the community and really going to say hi to the neighbor because you have the time to do so. And how can I help you today? Mm. You know, because it makes me the happiest person. And I know that Anything I do really like is going to contribute to you and you know mm. like that that way you know and really loving understanding the sacredness of loving each other and making love to each other and the whole sexuality and the the sacredness of uh, uh, giving birth and creating like the responsibility mm. and the sacredness of it you know to not just give birth to a human being because it we fucked. just happened yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. because that's just what happens. That's the society we're living in. There's so many human beings that were put on this planet, not being backed up by the sacredness of them coming into this planet. You know, mm. of like how precious they are, and uh, you know. So that's how I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I see a lot of that in my own sort of intentions and visions. And um, funny little thing that just popped up. Well, I don't know. Do you know? Do you know Floyd? I, forget, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Marinescu. If not, I'll connect with you, you with him because he is a uh, he's a tech founder. So he has a very successful business, but he's also very very into internal martial arts and qigong and like dance and uh, finding that human balance. And he's a very very strong proponent of UBI. Um, and it's working to convince, you know, his colleagues yep. that it's good for them too, to yep. empower everyone, you know, to be more innovative, to be less fear-driven, to be more free, um, and that we have the resources to do it. Absolutely. Right? So when I did the study, the first time I saw a TED talk on it, I get those sensations. I know that it's like so aligned. You know, it's as if like there's this beam, yeah, that comes magnetic. all the way, and it's like, in the. And I was like, the fuck is this? Mm. Like, I'm supposed to be involved with that for sure. Mm. 
Um, and because I've experienced poverty, mm. I have experienced even like not so long ago, you know, where it is, it's a disease, that aspect of perf like working, working, working and not making enough for survival needs for food, clothing and shelter. When you don't know how you're going to make ends meet, that creates insanity. And that's where uh, 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 crime, violence, uh, all disease, like addiction. is addiction, all stem from is that poverty thing. Like it's just crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was so present to that in myself. So I was like, when I listened to that TED talk, I don't remember his name. So bad with names, but mm -hmm. and so I, I started doing the study, and I realized that they tested it for four years in a town here in Canada called Dolphin in mm. Ontario mm. and um, so and that all depression all violence all crime all disease collapsed at 97% in that town and that actually it's 82 billion dollars that we spend yearly uh, on crime control on all taking care of the, the, all the health issues and then the all the minors, you know, like all the in incarceration, whatever, all mm. of that, and then the drugs and uh, uh, prostitution, and you name it, you know, all that we spend as a, in the, our government spends an enormous amount of money on mm. taking care of these issues. But these issues wouldn't be there to begin with if we would have a primal need, a survival need, taken care of. Mm -hmm. So they tested it in uh, Kenya, in um, Europe, in. Uh, when is where is it that paradise is literally paradise that country is it newfoundland no or norway i don't remember but um and in the united states and in canada and it works mm. it just works we're already printing money to begin with so it's like it wouldn't really cost anything yeah. and would we use that money to actually go and buy business from other people yeah so we're still like contributing mm -hmm. to the business, to the economy. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't actually, you know, it uh, doesn't, it's not like we're taking away from somewhere, you know, nobody's gonna go missing on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's like the value is still circulating. Correct. Right? Correct. Um, but I guess it... Uh... There's a petition right now, they need more signature. Go sign mm. for Universal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything we talk about will be linked up in. I'll, I'll either put some in the comments below if things are interesting and you have questions, can answer stuff in the comments, or it will all be at the blog, which is brianhardy.ca forward slash Noemi. So you'll see that. I'll link that up after. And when this comes out on the podcast, it'll be linked up. Um, I just want to share because it's a pretty cool thing. And I've been diving more into the cryptocurrency stuff as mm -hmm. of late, and I found one called Mana. Okay. that is a UBI coin. So every like week or two, they do a distribution. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'll Mana. send you a link. Okay, I'll, thank I'll you. post Please. a link here. I'll send you a link. I did not get caught up in the... I watched it from afar. Mm. I net, I don't like to go into like... When, it come, when the trend starts, I'm like, well, I'm out, you know? So that's me. But mm -hmm. uh, I know that I've missed so many... Uh, uh, Everything's in divine order, but I miss opportunities, and it's a beautiful thing. I knew since I was a little girl that it would collapse. Like, my mm. mom would say, why aren't you putting your money at the bank? 
Mm. Why aren't you saving? And I always had this like spend it all kind of mentality, like live today. Yeah. But as I told my mom, I said, I don't trust the banking system. And mm. I actually, this money is worth nothing. Mm. I knew it had no value that it would eventually like not be worth much. Yeah. And it's interesting because as a child, what do you know? But it's yeah. a, it's a knowing from. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about about kids, right? And you've probably seen this in your own child, right? Yeah. That they actually do know a lot. And oh so yeah. It gets beaten out of them, right? It's, yeah. Oh, that's nonsense, or that's a wise tale, or fairy tale, or you know, get your head out of the clouds, or whatever it is, whatever the you know, uh, you know insulting term that teachers and parents and people use to stifle children um, when really they seem to be more tapped into a lot of what's oh, really going on absolutely. than you know the grown-ups you know I saw it with Lanvin my son uh, when he was two two and a half that he could really speak well he would talk to me about his past lives mm. he would ask me we're Jewish and he would ask me, uh, literally when he was three, I remember he said, in my next life, can I choose if I want to be, if I can be Jewish or not? Mm. Stuff like that. And uh, we, he, would, he would be obsessed by cemeteries. And he would ask me to shut down the music in the car when we would pass in front of a, a cemetery. Mm. And he, this whole death thing like really mesmerized him. Mm. Like not scared. And he would tell me, mom, it's nothing. Mm. <laughs> I would be like, are you going to be scared to watch this? He would want to watch like 10-year-old kind of movie, uh, Burton, uh, all, uh, Tim Burton. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of movie at three years old, you know, it's pretty dark. Yeah. And no, he loved it. So, and he forgot. Like now that he's eight, he's a lot more soccer, you know, like, mm. and, uh, not a, you know, like playing soccer and being just very regular kid, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I, when I talk to him about these things, he's like, eh, okay. You know, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we come in, you know, connected. Well, we are. We come in connected to source and it sort of lingers. And I think as we get older and ideally wiser, we get more of a connection. Yeah. But in the middle, there's sort of you know, the, the <laughs> ground and some of the rough patches or yeah. speed bumps. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, and then also, before we... Before I let go of the the neural re rewiring yeah. path, you like I'm that, fascinated <laughs> by it. I know. I'm fascinated sure. by it. Sure. Um, I'd love to know if there's other things you've come across in terms of like nutrition and and like movement mm -hmm. or like different technologies because I'm pretty deep into that stuff um, and always experimenting. Um, but I'd love to know like what you've come across or if you've tried things that have worked yep. or resources or. So, um, I actually. It's going to be a year and a half now. I was going to launch a protein bar uh, with Doris Finn. Yes, I yeah. tried one of those. Yeah. She gave me a sample. Yeah. Oh, so good. So that was loaded with the um, E3 Live. E3 Live. So yeah. I believe that's like next mm. level for nutrients for the brain. And uh, I go on and off. You know, I do a cure. I'll go through a big bottle and then, you know, I give myself a break. And... Um, Definitely for nutrients. And then I have a, a very dear friend of mine, Ian. Uh, again, his last name is... But uh, he's the only one in the world at the moment that has this patented uh, machine uh, that doesn't cold press. It's further... Like, it, there's absolutely zero, zero heat in the process with the pumpkin seed. 
So it's this oil. I have it upstairs. I'm actually going to give you a shot of it. I it, think I know you're talking about. No Ian, way. Ian Clark. That's right? it. Activation oil. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah, he was just at my house two days ago. Really? Yeah, he's very cool. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. What a, what a human wow. being. Yeah. Okay. Ian, you got to catch up with me. Yes, I've been trying to track Ian, this hi. man down. He's been traveling all over the world and, yeah, the yeah. best. Perfect press oil. So the best. That, like, literally, you take a shot of this and I feel it, like, all over on my body. Like, in my brain. The, um, the Styrian gold. What? Yeah. Seed? And the omegas and the, the, the oils, the, mm. the, the fats that are in there. I feel my brain. I feel activated mm. right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's coming up with, he was just telling me, he he's going with amaranth. So amaranth mm. is supposed to be the eternal grain. Some people see it that way. But there's a way to cultivate it. He has mm. found a way. And in he's... Uh, is this in Europe? Yep. He just bought this crazy company and land in Europe where he's wow. going to do all this amaranth thing. So wow. I can't wait to look into that. Wow. And then coconut oil, you know, like the MCT, everything to do with... Uh, and um, I was very big on reishi. Mm. Huge on reishi. Mm-hmm. I must have been on reishi for three years the um had the, the king uh, so the um, the baby of the the reishi how do you call it spores the spores mm. so that is i must have gained 10 years <laughs> by being mm. on those <laughs> all the time i i believed in that i was putting that in my coffee mm-hmm. I, I was part of organo gold yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we were like way reishi mushroom yeah yeah and uh, so that as far as food I've never been uh, I've never tried a whole um, ayahuasca thing because when this came into my consciousness I was already sober I'm five years sober no alcohol no drugs mm. and so it's a big debate as to um, will it be considered for me as something that because it alters the moment it's taken consciously and it alters my mind for me it's a substance mm. and it could go into like ah, I like this a lot I'll do it again you know mm. uh, so I just have to be really careful for that mm-hmm. and uh, I have like a team around me that uh, like fine. and then I learned that the DMT I could access DMT through breathing through breathing so I was like I'm gonna do lots of that so I did many circles with uh, DMT breathing mm. to activate that and um, and uh, yeah, I realized that every substance that I've taken in my life, I'm able to really done properly activate them and mm. uh, secrete the glands to generate whatever I want to have. Mm-hmm. Lately, I really lost all control of that, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was like, I don't know nothing anymore. Take care of me, God, please. Mm. Um, but um, And then for exercise, I've... Um, my go-to has always been running. Uh, it just—I had all the answers to any questions I would ha- I would need. Running in the forest, like I mm. have amazing uh, forests and like uh, ravines around here that I can really get lost, and it's I can I don't feel like I'm in the city anymore. Mm. And I would run for a good eight k, ten k, ten k with good music is what. Um, and uh, yoga, I go through my phases, but it obviously is super qigong. I try qigong. Mm. I don't have the patience. Mm. Very, very hard for me to slow down. Oof, yeah, and just be with the thing. I was like, 
oh, I just want to, well, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe you go for a 10k run. And yeah, and then, then she gone. She that's gone. it. Yeah, no. After having your reishi. That's it. Um, yeah. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and meditation. Like, Joe for me has been like, yeah. Mm. yeah. I can't wait actually to meet him in person and start working with him. Mm. That's what I was looking for in um, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Going in Nevada. And, Very cool. Yeah. He's coming to Toronto soon, actually. Really? Mm hmm. Okay. In uh, May, look yeah, up. look it up, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know he has the new book out. Yes, I'm studying it right now. Cool. And to tell you, like, how much of overload I've been in, usually I would eat that book, and I'm, like, one page, two page per day, max. Mm. And I have to put it down. Like, it's, like, any new training right now, any new, like, anything that's too... Mm, no, mm. I just want to be, to be... And I'm actually uh, surprised, and I'm embracing the fact that I'm able to be in this conversation for with you, mm-hmm. because it's still very like we're digging, mm-hmm. and we're like, you yeah, know, yeah. looking, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, it's going well. It's okay so far, so good. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I I'm fascinated with the brain and how do we keep the brain younger, um, and regenerating, and you know, properly nourished. Um, and so, yeah, all those same things I'm into, all those same nutritional things. And then, uh, like, lion's mane I really like. There's another medicinal mushroom. Yeah. Um, but now I'm getting more into it. I don't know if you've explored sort of, like, the biofeedback side of things. Yeah. And using, like, magnets and sort yeah. of like that. You have to go see Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott Levin is a... Oh, with the activation You test? got okay. it. So we're actually having an event for activators. Anyone that wants to become, to become a love activator with the Zero One, you know, they're launching the app very soon. Mm. And uh, so just for the people that are listening, Zero One is about to become an app, but it, um, it is a symbol that vibrates at the exact, exact uh, wave of love, which is, I forgot, the, is, I think it's 20, I don't remember. Mm. There's a vibration and that love vibration, so there's a symbol that goes with it, and I don't have it with me right now. Mm. But it literally, so when you see the symbol, your subconscious up. picks it up just like a QR code, and you get activated. Um, and, uh, they're just exploding right now in the world and uh, it's considered an energy company and we just got uh, Elon interested in, mm. in the zero one activation yeah wow and so to become an activator is to it's called ninja activation so you're literally on the street and you on the street and you're posting the activating sign everywhere you go at Starbucks and then you activate a room mm. and then there's a tattoo a temporary tattoo that you can put on your body and it heals that part of your body very very quickly with that uh, activation mm. and so but um, Dr. Uh, Scott Levin is has a brain clinic here in Toronto and he's worked with Joe Dispenza for eight years wow. uh, and he has all the latest technology with everything to do with biofeedback and all of the above wow. uh, similar to Soul 7 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. little nudge um, a little bit more out there. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd met him at uh, a couple of health shows, and my friend Aiden, who is also at the Rose of Jericho, okay. 
he sees him like that is his chiropractor yeah. right so he introduced me to him and I always see them like muscle testing each other and doing this different yeah. stuff and yeah. oh, he's um, extraordinary yeah. the, um, so we're putting together the so anyone that wants to become a love activator in the world so we'll be at all the events all the big techie events and all the um, festivals you know music festivals and all of that and that wants to activate like um we're talking twenty thousand people at a time you know it's something else mm. you can show up here in this building in my house on the 31st of march mm. and you need to have this really this calling to become a love activator and we're gonna do a circle there's gonna be a sound uh crystal ball sound bath there's gonna be a cacao ceremony we're gonna have a red wine ceremony as well, which is totally out of my uh, thing, but it's really the spirit, like the blood of the spirit, and then the mud for the hot, the hot cacao. And we're gonna have Jessie, uh, this very big painter. She's gonna paint something while we're doing the, the meditation, and we're gonna show people how to become love activators mm. uh, everywhere. Wow. And they get a kit, they get a special kit with the tattoos and the thing. Wow. But in my meetings with Scott, um, when we uh, consult, he, um, when I first met Scott, Scott was like, as I'm Dr. Scott Levin and I come from the fifth dimension. <laughs> I was like, sign me up. And I love you already. <laughs> and he's like, get on the table. So he won't even start talking to you unless you're adjusted. And unless mm. you, so he activates you and adjusts you, which is very cool. Love it. And um, and then when we into a meeting, he so he has a way. He just grabs your feet, and he moves your feet, and so he connects to the ether and the fifth dimension through your body, and they answer back through my body to him. Mm. And he, no decisions will be made or taken unless it's asked and uh, responded upon. So everything is recorded. It's amazing. And now we're doing a meeting like that. So I'm sometimes I'm the body. Sometimes uh, my girlfriend, my other business partner, is going to be the body. Mm. And we go and then we ask questions. Okay, great. Then okay, so we'll move forward. Do we do this on the Thursday? It gets all the answers. Mm. It's so amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and it's biofeedback. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always amazes me and the whole, the whole, uh, you know, idea that the body never lies. Correct. Right? Or the body can't lie, nope. really. Right? Nope. You know, when we learn to speak its language, then it takes away all this needing to plan and intellectualize and think and contrive and, I mean. We lie, but the body doesn't lie, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow, wow. And we believe our lies too. <laughs> they become a oh, reality. Yeah. And we try and convince other people <laughs> yeah. that those are the truth. And you convince the body. The body at one point believes the lie. Mm. You know? But it was just, it was a lie to begin with. Mm. But the body doesn't lie for sure not. It is just, it's the, the, it's the last one to talk. You know? It really is the last one to talk. Mm. Um... When there's disease, you know, it's because, okay, it's actually, when you're feeling the disease, it's already almost to, to the point of the healing. It's the last, you know, but there were so many things to Symptoms build up. And yeah. And da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 yeah. So I was like, pay attention, pay yeah. attention. Pay attention, pay attention. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing how, and the only reason I'm into health is because I've had my own, you know, breakdowns and crisis moments and, um, 
times where I've pushed myself so far to uh, you know the brink of what I can tolerate and then it's like something breaks right and it's only those moments it's like I'm grateful I've had them but I wish and I'm fascinated by how do we teach humans to actually prevent these things like is it possible to get most of us to have the foresight and the practices and the self-love ahead of time so we don't have to have well you just nailed trials. it you just nailed it um, after my yeah after my second breakdown um, I was talking to a friend of mine Ali uh, he like I owe you <laughs> if you're listening to this like he sent me this video and uh, I was like I'm not watching anything like I'm not watching any training I'm not watching anything it's like to hear and I just wanted to be in the problem mm. for some reason I was like enough we're trying to fix it heal it letting it go and I was like I don't want to transform it I just mm. want to be in the pro I want to be like feeling the pain for real like I and I want to be like there's an issue and I want to be in it you know it was odd for mm. me to be like wanting to mm. and I'm like I don't want to fix it I just, I just want to be in that mm. And he's like, please, Noemi, just watch this video. And I'm like, okay. And I watched it, and I pissed my pants. It was so funny. It was just so entertaining. Like, I sent it to all my friends, and I'm like, make popcorn and watch this video. Uh, and it was saying this thing where that's the vow that I made the day before the Rose of Jericho, which is all when it all broke down, is to fall madly in love with myself. Mm. And to understand that everything that we do is right you know so he's saying in the video he's saying um the person that's very sick is saying well i'll feel good when i when i'm better like when i'm starting to be better physically i'll i'll start, start feeling good you know no because as far as sick is concerned uh you're nailing it <laughs> Like you're doing this so good, you know. Mm. So, so be happy about it. Like, and it, it right away removes the, the resistance. Mm. And you know, like the like I had such a battle with my personal body. I was gaining weight, and I'm eating too much sugar, and I'm like, oh my god, too much carbs. And now I'm just like I'm grabbing that pint of ice cream. And I'm like I'm doing this so good, <laughs> like nailing it, you yeah. know. And then you know the other one that's like being an asshole or a jerk or not a good friend or they're nailing it too. Mm. They really are. And that day where I'm like a freaking bitch, like I'm just so irritable, and I'm, I'm nailing it that too. I'm being such a good bitch, you know. <laughs> And so it changed, yeah. like, it changed my whole world. Mm. Where, and he talks about, like, twin flames, and he talks about soulmates, and I never understood it that way. So that was really such a relief. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, clearly, he says um, uh, that in order to meet your soulmate, you've got to be the soulmate. Mm. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I know that I made the vow to fall madly in love with myself, but... Do I really know what it looks like? And I'm like, mm. what would my soulmate look like? And my soulmate looks like as ugly as I can be in that moment or messy, like a big hot mess and ugly and a mm. big shadow. My soulmate would grab my face and say, I got you. And you're, so, mm. you're being so cute right now. 
and I love you. And don't worry, I got your back. You know? Like, and I'm right here, I'm going nowhere, and I actually find you even sexier, just like that. <laughs> That's a soulmate. It's like it's not going anywhere, mm. and it's just adding the love no matter what. And I was like, I'm going to be that to myself. Mm. And so lately, I'm like, I'm funny, I'm walking around in my house, and I'm talking to myself, and I'm like, oh, you're being so cute right now. <laughs> you're nailing being like such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I can feel physiologically like the, the, the change yeah where I'm like calming down so that you were saying like can we actually stop before like we're like going too far to to um you're yawning a lot mm. <laughs> so people tell me that I'm releasing things when yes. I'm yawning yeah yeah you are <laughs> yeah. a lot yeah <laughs> He's not showing it to you right now, but he's yawning. But yeah, they say that yawning is supposedly your yeah, processing. I do it quite a bit, uh, especially if I'm like you know in the listener role. Yes, which I like to be the listener role. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, yeah, it's a way to just let things go. Nice, yeah. very nice. So yeah, I think it's a nice way to prevent the burnout. It's to, to accept whatever the thing is that it's and just right. Own it. Um, yeah, he would. Yeah, he was saying in and the fifth you know dimension. The, the person, you gotta send me this video. We gotta like link this up. Matt Kane. Okay. You know him. Yeah, yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny, too. Like, you know, the whole seriousness of spirituality, I just got, like, really uh, uh. nauseous about it mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. So to listen to him, I was like, oh, you're being funny, and you're making it so simple, mm -hmm. and uh, it's perfect for me right now, you know? It's refreshing. Very refreshing. I always find that, uh, you know, if you have a spiritual teacher, or any teacher for that matter, um, and they they don't laugh at all. They're uh. all serious. Mm. It's like man, like this. You're, where's your soulfulness? Right? Yes. If someone's like laughing and yes. jovial, it's like that's the person I want to learn from, right? That's the person I want to study from, or yeah. you know, take their opinions or whatever it is. I'm much more open to it instead of like that rigid. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. No, and it's after watching this. Oh, he made me laugh so much. He says, um, he says he, uh, he used to always use the spiritual gangster term. Like being spiritually mm. gangster, you know, which I feel like I have been my whole life. Mm -hmm. And then in this in this video, he says, "Let's take it a, a notch higher. Let's go gospel." Mm. And so the way he talks, you know, <laughs> he's making me laugh. The way he talks to the to the higher power, he's like, "Hey, hey, you, <laughs> get into my bone, get into my bone now." <laughs> but like in the gospel. Hey, Amen. It's so good. So uh, okay. when was it? A few days ago, I was observing my mind going. Um, I was doing some research. Mm. So the dishes wasn't made. I didn't make my bed. I didn't do my hair. And all of a sudden, it's like a team. A team. Not one person. A team. It's like you didn't do this. Oh my God! You didn't, the house is messy. Your hair is messy. Oh my God! Mm. You shouldn't. And I was like, I walked around and I was like, listen, my rent is paid. I got food in my fridge. There's gas in my car. And I'm doing some amazing research. You can go, oh, fuck yourself, motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was just like, I was talking to you. I was like, that's right, you know? Yeah. Like a, you know, like a gospel, like mama. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, preach. you're gonna, oh, shut up, motherfuckers, because everything is A all right. Yeah. <laughs> Preaching like that is yeah. so good. Yeah. It felt really good. I can imagine. It's yes. liberation. Oh, yeah. Right? Freedom, liberation. Oh, yeah. I was like, you shut up. <laughs> because we have that constant, you know? And mm. that's what I think made me go so insane. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. He's always trying to perform, always yeah. just to do it all perfect, right? Yeah. Which doesn't even exist. No. So why kill ourselves yeah. trying to get there? Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That's if if you don't you get nothing else out of the nothing else <laughs> out of this, get that uh, everything is all right. Yeah, and and do it perfect. Whatever you're going through, be in it, be with it, love it, accept it, and uh, don't try and make it look like what you think it needs to look like. Right? My friend says you should stop shooting on yourself. Right? Don't shoot on yourself. Yeah. And. Oh, what a what a way to tap into some freedom and you know just be, just be, just be. Yeah, and yeah. the celebration, mm. that celebration of just being that fully, like you're doing it perfectly. You know, it's constantly telling ourselves that we're doing it right. We don't do this as human being. It's like it's a uh, how do you say it? it's um, mm. an epitome. Like it's a disease of the mind that we're constantly criticizing ourselves mm -hmm. and not saying that that hey you're doing that right. Yeah, I was taking my shower and I'm like you're doing this right. Washing here, oh you're doing that great. Oh yeah, like that. Mm. This is great. Like, just to practice. After seeing this video, you know, I'm brushing my teeth here. You're doing this amazing, Noemi. Mm. Amazing, you know, just feeding my son, cooking dinner. What? <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. to start like the muscle of like and then it yeah. starts becoming like more and more things yeah, yeah it builds momentum mm -hmm. right? it's like celebrating the small wins yeah right with anything yeah. so yeah. Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's 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 always amazes me you know that the the most profound things are often the simplest right they're often free they're just waiting to be tapped into yeah. but we have to see through the illusion and through the marketing and through the fancy sexy this new that you know whatever the crap is that's trying to be sold to us in order to come back to that, right? to come back to that core essence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. But, and see, there's something there because to be successful is what we are mm. already every second, every millisecond of the day. Mm. Everyone. We are successful at whatever we're doing, we are successful at it. You know, even failing to perform, we're successful at failing to perform. Mm. You know, that's just, so success is like, a weird uh, it's an odd uh, thing and the abundance to be prosperous is a birthright so I believe that mm. you know this uh, when we're gonna tackle that one oh it's gonna be good mm. because we're no longer gonna be in this because beauty for me is everywhere you know it's really like but I I, I love beauty I want to generate mm. beauty you know I want like you know like the picture that I posted yesterday I was very happy about that and mm. is it vain no I don't believe so it's art it's mm. fully art right do I strive to have beautiful pictures of myself and beautiful pictures of other uh, my friends or anyone you know absolutely but it's the um, so we want to see beauty everywhere right, as human beings and we want to experience success even though we don't realize that we're experiencing it all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's that, uh, um, I don't know, for me, I live, always lived with this goal, you know, of having many properties, you know, owning so much real estate and uh, that I would have no worries in the world. Hi. That I would have no worries in the world uh, uh, no financial constraints at all, so I could really be at service. 
but do we need to experience that kind of fame or that kind of like uber luxury in order to be at service? No. Mm. Does our um, survival needs need to be taken care of in order to be at service? Damn right. Because or else we're not at service to the other one. We're, you know, we're constantly worried. Someone that's worried mm -hmm. by your side that's trying to help you is not really helping you. Mm. You know, energetically, it's not. And I always refer back to uh, Gandhi and Mother Teresa. Mm. Their primal needs were all taken care of. Mm. Never did they have to worry about food, shelter, clothing. It was not a priority. At, like they didn't have fancy, like luxurious. Like they were totally tapped mm -hmm. into something else, right? But that, those primal needs were not a, a worry of them. Mm. The society was making sure all that was taken care of, so they could really focus on doing these massive things they were doing, you know, mm -hmm. along with other other masters of this world, you know. Mm -hmm. So I really think this really needs to be taken care of. And I was a speaking gig with the speaker slam. Um, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, mm. and uh, Chef Jagger was there, and he's he's totally doing something like that. He's generating, you know, a grocery that you pay what you want or even free, mm -hmm. in a restaurant that's free as well. Oh my God! Like imagine, mm -hmm. like you never have to worry about food. Do you know how many people go hungry? How can you actually be at service to one another when you're hungry? Mm. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So yeah. that whole like success and like the Instagram, the Facebook, the this, the that, na 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 na. It is such an illusion, mm -hmm. you know. And it's beautiful when it happens. It really is like to capitalize on it. Like whenever you have a big hit, you know, when someone goes viral. I, there's a group of boys that I followed. Boys, they're men actually. The Mystic Misfit. Oh yeah, oh. I'm friends with those guys. Oh, I love I them. I with them in California after no the Proof conference two years ago. Oh, I love them yeah. so much. They're like, great. Everything. And so one of them, you know, went viral, and there was so much hatred. Like there was, like, you know, there's the duality world. Like some people hate mm. and some people love. Oh, is that Kevin's thing about masculinity? That's yes. it. Yeah. Oh, I was so yeah. happy for him. I was so happy. I'm like, that's right. You know, yeah. use the platform, use that success yeah. to just. Bah, 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 like love bomb everything you know mm. and that's what you do so I say go for it but don't kill yourself over it mm. you know and that's what I was doing I was literally slowly slowly killing myself over like hitting home run mm. you know even with my events like of offering so much like so much value no it's not enough more value you know and like being so frustrated people don't get everything that I was the offerings that I was doing and the levels the layers of mm. like everything you know and I was just killing myself over it it's like chill <laughs> yeah you know and if it's gonna be a success regardless <laughs> because whatever it is is a success mm -hmm. um and uh, and just you know keep doing your thing but don't like that tension mm. yeah like you said at the beginning ease grace right mm -hmm. allowing letting spirit move through us letting spirit direct and, us and feed the brain and really take care of that baby mm -hmm. between our ears because it is a baby mm. it needs the same care if not more than a newborn baby constantly mm. you know it's as fresh. Yeah. The, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you said that, I just want to highlight sleep. 
Oh yeah. Quality, the importance of good um, sleep. Yeah. For I don't sure. know about people listening or yourself. I've definitely been guilty of foregoing sleep in pursuit of productivity or whatever the myth is there. That makes you go insane. I know. I experienced I know. it when I gave birth, right? You don't sleep for the first three months, it's just not happening. Mm. And you go uh, manic. Mm. You go crazy. Like no wonder that there's all, like I had so much compassion for the mothers that did like really crazy stuff with their children. Like after they're born or whatever, like to be sleep deprived is life threatening mm. to the like the connectivity of your neurons and all of that. Mm. Oh my God! Like me, it's I worship the god of sleep. Mm. It's eight to nine hours. Yeah. So important. Oh yeah. So important. Or else I'm like haywire. I'll be like a tyrant. Ga, 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 ga. <laughs> Do this, or else, or so. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it crazy. really is. Yeah, you snap, you're irritable. Mm. People get on your nerve. Nah. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, I want to start wrapping up here. Okay. This has been fantastic. Yeah. This has been such a pleasure. Um, and we've touched on so many things that we could talk for hours and oh, hours, yeah, I'm sure. Each and perhaps we'll do a round two at some point. Sure. I'm definitely be if open to that. If you guys want round two, yeah, say it. And um, maybe we could do some sort of a live thing to bring awareness to this. I mean, I, I'm similar to you in terms of events and transformation and you know conscious awareness and sort of things. And how to create those um, public spectacles, in a sense, to, to share a message. Right, to get a message across and to, to create culture around that. Because I think the only way we're going to create a sustainable future that has wellness as a value is by doing it. We have to literally recreate culture, right? Make it fun, make it accessible, help people understand why this yeah. is important. Um, There's a project that was in the work by mid-2017 that was put on the ice. And now it's coming back like full force. I was going to do a like Big Brother reality show mm. with a whole bunch of us in like a big mansion, mm. where but with like highly highly awakened and elevated being, but making it very mainstream, like you know uh, eye candy, uh, swaggy, like people that have swag, you know that really the the bridge between oh, and you know the norm. Mm-hmm the masses mm -hmm. and uh, having them come and see how we live day to day mm. you know and like bringing our clients like it's mostly coaches and gurus and healers and yeah. so the clients would come to the mansion and have our sessions there okay. but how do we wake up in the morning how do we actually take a shit mm. because we do take shit how do we fight because mm. there is arguments like people think that we're argument less mm. my goodness not at all. No. It just gets resolved very quickly and there's a way. Mm -hmm. And um, so I wanted to bring all of that. And that, there was Katie Pushy, there was uh, Marcos mm. Mendoza, mm. Uh, Wayne Molin, okay. Sarah Di Felice. Yeah, those okay. were all the casts okay. of the, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, and we're still, wow. we're still, uh, yeah. Yeah, the seed is planted. Shaman, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow, very cool. Very because, very cool. yes, you need to, it's the bridge. Mm. And you see Mystic Misfit, they're a bridge. Mm -hmm. Because they're like studs, American, uh, East, uh, West, West Coast, Coast. Team West Coast boys, you know. They're cool. And uh, mm. so they're, they're bridging 100%. And it feels so good. You can't be talking to nobody when you're like, mm. to another. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Phil, I don't. Do you do Snapchat? You know, I don't. Okay, because don't. we need. We checked with the Ether, and on the thirty first of March, we need someone to be live, but not Facebook. They said Instagram or um, Snapchat. That's mm. what they said, like up there. <laughs> To Dr. Facebook Scott. is not good enough for No, the, so there, so there's something with Facebook. Facebook. Every time we have something about Facebook, wow. no. Wow. So I don't know if it's being blocked too much, too much stuff going Censorship on right now. Censorship and yeah, all something. sorts of yeah. messed up stuff, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, you are invited and so are the people that are listening right now. Let um, Brian know or myself if you have a burning desire to be a love activator. It's a huge movement, big, big things in the work with that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. To wrap up, Mm -hmm. I would love to ask you, what are, I think you already painted a beautiful picture with like the future of wellness and life and so forth. So I'm going to let that stand for for the redefining reality picture because that is exactly what that is. But um, if people are interested, and we've named a bunch of resources already, but what, what would be three you know, resources, teachers, teachings, uh, books, practices that, pe- that you might offer for people to take a deeper look into? Uh, okay, so for me, The first one was really um, the alchemist. Like that was the first layer that was poured. Um, that's the basic. It became a Bible to me for years, but uh, that was a very young age. That's a must. And then uh, everything, like A Return to Love of Marianne Williamson. Mm. Oh my God. A must as well. And the one that really did it was uh, The Matrix of, um, what's his name, Brian, no. Those brothers, the... No, he has white hair, my goodness. Oh, Greg Braden? Greg Braden, yeah. Mm. That's his book or is it? The Matrix, yeah. The Matrix, okay. Yeah, so if you wanna really uh, step into the quantum uh, mechanic and the quantum field, Mm. it's so, so good. And then anything to do, all the studies that I've made with uh, Dr. Omoto, mm. uh, that's very, very important to know. We're made 80% of water and every single thought transforms water. So, you know, once you have like, and you just read like just a little bit of his research and it just goes in and it's like, that's it. You mm. can never go back. When you see the pictures, it, that's right, the right. images Oof. are profound. Yeah, very much. To see the shape, the actual yeah. physical shape, yeah. changes that yeah. take place. Yeah, that's when you realize the devil and like all of that, that how it's man-made. Mm. But that you know, when you say evil things and when you think evil thoughts, the water actually it looks like a demon. So the demon is not even created. You didn't think of a demon. You just thought like, "I hate you, fuck you," stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really something that's part of the the, the energies, you know, mm-hmm. versus something that 
was thought about in our brain, it actually can transform in itself as something evilish. Like, you know, mm. we can look ugly out of evil thoughts. Mm. You change into this despicable way of looking, you know, mm. because you have evil thoughts. And then when you think good thoughts, you, you look good <laughs> yeah. because it changes your, your water inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's interesting to think about, you know, that even though the way we conceptualize it is man-made and influenced, Correct. the essence is way beyond Correct. humanity. That's what I meant. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes sense okay. sometimes. I, it made sense to me. Okay, good. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, and then one other question I'd like to ask people, because you know we live in this culture that's obsessed with addition and more and more. Um, What's something that you either recently, throughout this period, or would intend to, going forward, want to let go of? It's amazing you ask this. So when I separated from my ex-husband, I um, wanted to get rid of everything to do with brands, with luxury brands, which was very, part of my, very much part of my life while I was with him. And um, I associated with it. and those things that looked really good and luxurious were kind of like a shield for people to not see me for who I really was. Mm. Because after I separated from my ex-husband, I was broke. Broke, no career. Like I let go of my acting career and I, I just had to start everything all over again. And But I was wearing those very high, like $10,000 Louis Vuitton purses and all of that. And uh, I was attached to them mm. and the jewelry and all of that. So I, slowly letting it go and three days ago I let go of the last piece Wow! last piece so I'm a brand less jewelry less this is completely fake jewelry <laughs> <laughs> my last bling <laughs> but uh, yeah um, mm. yeah and that just felt so good mm. and uh, I gave it out like for barely nothing to someone that wanted to purchase it and I looked at her and I, I just I was like farewell farewell being that like values these things and it was just so liberating like mm. just jeans white t-shirt very simple way of dressing being comfortable in my simple 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 yeah mm. that was big for me mm. yeah yeah I can imagine and I can only imagine the projections that you have received from other people correct right as soon as they see you in that sort of you know, looking that way you're put into a box absolutely Mm. And that's the thing is that people always thought I was rolling on money, making so much money, very successful, married, very rich, like hit the jackpot because I was wearing all of that, you know, mm. but it's so further from the truth. Like there was mm. for the longest period of time, I didn't even know I was going to put food on the table with my son, mm. but I still wasn't this pretending thing. I was like, we're going to collapse that like, and I'm just going to be, Yeah. you know, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you, thank you for being and for being open and for sharing and just, yeah, I mean, the mother you are and the woman you are and the visionary you are to hold all of this and to be walking towards it and to be um, really not giving a fuck and the freedom that comes from that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right now. Which is, yeah, which is fantastic, right? It's like the most freeing thing, I think, right? To really be in that place of... of I'm I'm doing it perfectly. God's got my back, right? Yeah. I've got my people, and that's it. And I'm my soulmate. 
now. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank You're you. Welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And if people you, want to connect, find you, yeah. Just where, would they, where would they look? Facebook is the yeah. best? Yeah. Okay. Instagram is getting a little bit of action lately, but uh, Facebook is best, yeah. Okay. It would be my pleasure. And like I said, for everyone listening, all of the show notes, all of the links, all of the resources that we talked about will be over at the blog, brianhardy.ca forward slash Naomi. And that is N-O-H-E-M-I-E. Beautiful name. Thank you. Beautiful name. So, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you again. And uh, I trust you've gotten some valuable things. I certainly have. It's been a very rich conversation. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to potentially more in the future. Yes. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Take care. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes. Give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality.